support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit staffingfuture.com slash rules. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. This is the Marketing Rules Podcast. Do you know the new rules of marketing? Here is your host, James Whitelock. Welcome back, everybody, to this festive edition of the Marketing Rules Podcast. You remember early in the year when I spoke to Liz Lemka about what recruiters can learn from 80s movies. Today, Liz is back to discuss what recruiters can learn from Christmas movies. So sit back, grab some eggnog, and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules Podcast, and I am joined by Liz Lemka uh, for round two, kind of, like a, a, a festive version of our what recruiters can learn from ad, ad kind of decade and ad movie or something in that, in that space, basically. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to our first kind of round, it was what recruiters can learn from 80s movies. Um, I think, actually, one of mine for today has come up came up before because i think it's there's a bit of a crossover now i'm just looking at my list um but i may have come up for another kind of bunch of spurious reasons that that abstractly connect christmas movies to what recruiters should be doing um <laughs> do tell do tell james uh, yeah. um liz if anybody doesn't know you or your work yeah. i mean what what have they been doing um, you know, uh, good question. Been? I mean, come on, really. Exactly. That is a question to be asked. Yeah. Um, but maybe let's kind of give everybody a quick reminder of what you do, why you do it, uh, and why you've got an American accent, but actually you're in, in Germany somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> because we like to trip people up, James. That's kind of our game. All right. So hi, everybody. I'm Liz Lemke, or um, for this edition, the DJ uh, talent elf on the shelf. Um, I am, I'm founded uh, Transforming Talent, which is basically a virtual um, and also face-to-face consulting, basically doing anything in regards to talent, be it learning, be it uh, talent uh, succession, being building, um, being organizational design to employer branding. Um, so basically anything that encompasses talent, it's kind of what is in my wheelhouse and what I love to do. Um, so I am based out of Germany because I, uh, went over here for school and then they told me that I could go to school for 50 bucks a semester. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and, uh, that one year has, uh, extended, I won't say how many years it has extended, but, uh, quite a few. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's why the American accent here in Germany. And, uh, my why is that, uh, we spend a lot of time at work. Um, and we're basically looking um, to be fulfilled at work around the impact we have, the relationships that we're able to create, and um, how we get to grow. 
And quite often we we lose sight of that in the in the midst of the things we do. And I help organizations and HR and leadership teams kind of focus back in on how do we create fulfilling work that really makes a makes a difference to what we're trying to accomplish as an organization. So if anybody's listening and that's their bag and they're having trouble with any of that kind of stuff, which we all are, so I uh, I urge you to make contact, to reach out to Liz, because, you know, she doesn't know just know about 80s movies. You know, she knows a lot, a lot, a lot more. Um, but let's kind of move on to Christmas movies for our festive, I, festive edition. Go on, go on. You go, you interrupt me. Go on, go on. Tell I me. was go on. so, yes. Uh, I have said that I'm going to interrupt you with a bunch of puns, uh, throughout this podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that one was going to be my, we're not going to make a naughty or nice list. We're just going to get that Santa list that you can go over to Liz and I'll help you out. <laughs> okay. That's one. That's the first one in. <laughs> Someone will get a prize if they get if they get all of them <laughs> by the end of the podcast, basically. Um, so yeah, so this is a festive edition of what recruiters can learn. So what recruiters can learn from Christmas movies. Now, there is going to be an obvious '80s slant. Uh, mm-hmm. I think on on most of mine, they're '80s movies, and I would imagine okay. they are. I think I think one of them is is borderline. It's borderline, <laughs> right? Um, but they are all definitely, definitely Christmas movies. I checked this. I checked it on the interweb and everything that are all. Definitely oh well, Christmas Ben. Movies. I mean, if interweb and uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave you the boost, exactly. you totally know you're on the right track. Exactly. Exactly. Get that sleigh bell ringing. <laughs> exactly. Um, I need. I need like a soundboard to kind of just to, to kind of to sound in <laughs> kind of like sleigh bells and stuff like that. Exactly. When I, when 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 we get some new sponsors for the podcast, anybody listening, happy happy to have kind of that chat. Um, we'll uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll upgrade to a soundboard so I can kind of bring in some of those kind of sound effects uh, next time wait. for the next one, the next version. Um, okay, so Liz, enough of me speaking. What about what is your first movie and the reasons what you can we we as recruiters can learn from this uh, festive movie. I love it. So yes, my first movie um, is Charlie Brown's Christmas. Um, so- uh, I, 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 this close to picking Charlie Brown's Christmas myself. <laughs> well, thank goodness to heck that one of us did. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, so Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, you know, beyond the fact that all adults mumble and are just basically in the background, and you don't really need to pay attention to them that much. It's um, it, the premise is that, uh, you know, Charlie is, you know, sad. He's having the holiday um, blues. And then he goes to wonderful Lucy, who's a psychiatrist and gets some great advice for five cents where she says, oh, well, um, t- you know, direct the direct the Christmas play. And uh, there's foibles and things that go wrong. There's an excellent uh, um soundtrack from mm-hmm. um vince garardi trio mm-hmm. and anyway uh what we really learn here is taking on um something that you're not expecting to do um having a lot of criticism and a lot of griping and not want a lot of con- people wanting to play along but you're still responsible for it when you get it done it can be magic so this piece it's a beautiful thing right it is. It is. And how often is that, that we assume responsibility for something, we get it through, and then all of a sudden we look back on it and say, okay, uh-huh, there was a little bit of magic that happened to that nevergreen tree. 
so yeah, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Also, um, kudos on the uh, the soundtrack. It's on. It, I don't get. I'm. I'm it's both. I know we're doing a festive podcast. I don't get very festive. I'm a bit of a Grinch, you know. <laughs> but that is on my on my Christmas playlist. The uh, the soundtrack to, the, to Charlie Brown's Christmas because it's full on jazz. You know, it, it is. is. It's brilliant. It is a brilliant, yeah. brilliant album. And it's worth listening yeah. to on Christmas Day if you're if you're fed up of Michael Bublé. Just hit it. Hit, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Now, tell me what, what's what's your first movie on your list? There. James? Okay. So this is the one I I I think I chose before. All right. But I'm going to go with it again because it's such a good movie, which is Trading Places. Right. Ah, yes, right. Eddie Murphy. Which I is Trading it. Places. Um, right. uh, and for anybody out there that haven't seen it, well, where have you been? Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty old now. It's it's a good thirty years old at least. This movie. Um, and you know, it's about this kind of uh, kind of. Uh, I mean, everyone's basically a con man, basically mm-hmm. in this entire movie. Really, no, there is, yeah. but. The good, the thing I kind of take away from it, because I'm not going to tell everybody, just go watch the movie. But the thing I take away from it is that um, too quickly within recruitment, you get recruiters battling against each other. You know, Mm, and they get this. You get this kind of, um, and I know businesses like to have this competition run between between people, and that's fine. But Mm. sometimes that can overrun into kind of, I'm not going to share my candidates. We're not going to share fees. We're not going to share this. Uh, and there's a good message within trading places about you know working with people who aren't really your enemies. Actually, they're mm-hmm. all kind of pulling in the same direction. And businesses yeah. that do that, as well as just recruit, recruiters individually, there's a much kind of better. There's a there's a good lesson to be learned there if you're all kind of pulling in the right direction. Don't immediately think that just because someone over there is a, as another recruiter, they're instantaneously your enemy, and that you want to mm-hmm. kind of hoard all your candidates. Now, we don't have too much of that anymore, but you still get a lot of that in recruitment. Yeah. Um, and if that doesn't matter if you're a recruiter, if you're an in-house recruiter, mm-hmm. just kind of hoarding that, actually be a bit more open about it. Because basically, in the end, everyone's fighting for the same candidates anyway, probably in most cases. So you're better off just kind of realizing and just doing a, being better than the other people than necessarily yeah. kind of fighting for it. Um, and that's what I'm going to kind of my slightly abstract connection to trading places, but you kind of get my feeling if you, and again, if you haven't seen trading places, it, I mean, it's a great, it's a great, it's, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, okay. But the next, my next ones are great. They're really good. And I, I, I've got a feeling, right. I've got a feeling that one of these you're definitely going to have, but, but go on, let's give me your kind of a second movie. Okay, my second movie, and this is uh, for total 80s kids. This is, uh, does anyone remember Loretta Swit from MASH? No? Maybe? She was a blonde one? So there was a movie called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. And I mean, how could you not win with that? <laughs> that's, so, I mean, that's, I mean that, that, that's so American, basically. I mean, that's just, that's surely, that, that doesn't travel well, I can imagine, you know. <laughs> What are you saying, man? What are you saying? <laughs> well, you know, because you're the only, con- only the American is the only country in the world really that has pageants, really that makes a thing about uh, it. So, you know, that's a thing. Uh, that's 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 a good point. So, actually, it's not a pageant like a beauty pageant. So, that's mm-hmm. a really good question. Um, it's a pageant like the nativity scene. I think that's basically the only time we use that word mm-hmm. um, to represent something different. Good, yeah. good point. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, right. So tell me, so tell me about the movie, and tell me its uh, kind of connection to recruitment. 
Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So um, the best Christmas present ever. Um, so here it's about beware of the herdmen. So the herdmen's are like the nastiest, dirtiest, evilest little kids you could ever imagine. And uh, they get it into their head that, you know, after there was a call out, a call out sheet for, um, for being in the, the nativity uh, play that they are going to take on all the parts. So they do their evil mechanisms and they um and they get into the play and poor loretta switch she has to direct it and all of the the infighting the gossip mongering and then at the end there is that christmas miracle so um the 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 story for recruiters is really this piece around you know quite often we talk about talents and there is you know there i'm sorry but there are blacklists in terms of all right, you don't want to hire this, you know, Gen Gen Z or millennials or, you know, here, you know, you don't want to have anybody over 42. Um, there's all these different things as to, you know, what do you not want to do because they'll make your life really difficult. So here the the story here for recruiters is sometimes you really need to go outside of that culture fit. You really need to go out of that, you know, tried and true type of talent of, you know, you know that this formula is going to work because if you're really trying to innovate, if you're really trying to do something different and surprising and putting a spin on something that everyone knows, doing, taking a chance on that surprise talent and saying, Shazam, um, you are going to, to get some good surprises and make some things turn around that you, perhaps you didn't think would turn around. Yeah, it's a great message. Yeah, it's a good good message to kind of kind of take. So many times in recruitment, we uh, that, that the term culture fit sometimes kind of annoys me a little bit because I think we can get so absorbed in it. We can get you know we can get so absorbed by that, and sometimes it's yeah. like, I don't even I'm not really even sure what sometimes what that means. A lot of businesses don't know what that means, mm. um, and then it feels false if you've kind of like. You know, if you've nurtured this kind of this, this company culture, you're not feeling a bit like, um, you know, kind of apparently, you know, like Lego have this kind of real kind of weird company culture mm, that, you know, you're yeah. kind of you're part of. And that's where it's kind of got, gone too far. And you don't get in unless you kind of fit in, if you're a, a kind of that kind of person, um, which I think kind of just narrows your vision, like you said. Hugely so. So yeah, I'm a huge proponent of absolutely moving as far away from culture fit that we as we can, you know, this piece to say, okay, what's culture add? How is someone um, bringing in themselves to to the culture that it's not, it's not that culture of homogeneity, but that really there is a different mix and that people can have an impact for helping the team move forward. Yeah, yeah. it's a, gr- a great, uh, a great, uh, a great message. So my next movie. Now, this is I. I think I think this tips into the nineties. I think if I'm, if I'm right, but uh, Batman Returns. Uh, oh, 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 going Gotham! Do tell, do tell Batman, you, Batman, Batman, Batman Returns. So yeah, so you know, people do forget it's actually set at Christmas. You know, who would have thought you'd get Christmas in Gotham? But you do apparently. Um, you get it with a you know a, a liberal kind of dash of Danny DeVito as the Penguin and. You know, a, a leather-clad Michelle Pfeiffer as, as Catwoman, um, wow. exactly. And um, but I think one of the things always kind of uh, about kind of Batman is he's human, right? He's not mm-hmm. super. He's not super powered. Yeah, he has the gadgets, but by the end of the movie, they've all gone. All the gadgets have gone. The Batmobile mm-hmm. is trashed. The gadgets gone, and he's just kind of got to rely on his own as be, being a human, basically. Um, and that's a good thing, I think that 
in a, in a, in a, in a recruitment industry and a generally an industry that we kind of work in there, we hear everything about automation and technology yeah. uh, and this, the, the, the latest gadgets to help you source or recruit or do whatever, that in the end, it's actually a human business. You know, we're after people uh, and people buy people uh, and people sell to people. And all the gadgets in the world aren't necessarily ever going to replace that. They can re- replace some of those processes, yeah. but they're never going to replace that kind of human touch. Um, and that, I agree, is pretty spurious connection to Batman Returns. But <laughs> but <laughs> I'm surprised but, we haven't talked about Die Hard yet. I'm I'm waiting for it. Oh well, this is the this is the thing. I mean, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? I mean, we will get there. We we we'll, we'll, we'll handle this at the end. Um, but Batman Returns, it definitely is a Christmas movie. It's got snow and everything, um, and uh, and yeah, and it's about a kind of a, it's a human story, and that's what we want to kind of be in recruit more human. I think uh, let the mm-hmm. let robots do the do the the heavy lifting, and let the humans do the human bit. No. Connect. Yeah. Um, so, movie number three, Liz. Oh, this is, you know, it's getting tough. So, I'm going to, of course, pick a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. So, my dad was a huge Gene Shepherd fan. So, um, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash was something that was definitely on the reading list at our house. And so, we saw the movie in like the summertime in July for the first time. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, so a Christmas story. It's about this uh, kid who's um, in Indiana and all he wants is for Christmas is a genuine red rider, 200 shot carbine action air rifle with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time and everyone is telling him that he'll shoot his eye out. Um, and there's a lot of little lessons about growing up and, you know, um, in, a, in the relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I really liked, um, is he came, you know, his aunt was convinced that he was nine years old and a girl. And, uh, so he got a, a bunny suit with little bunny slippers, um, then for his birthday. And so this reminded me of oftentimes here in recruiting, how we have personas or we have different ideas as to what does this talent want? Oh, this person's 26. They're living in London. This is what they want. Mm -hmm. So taking that time and understanding the logarithm is not always going to get it. Um, And taking that time to dig into that person as to what do they really want? What do they really need something for? And understanding those desires rather than just putting a broad brush as to, eh, this is what this group wants. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes complete sense. Uh, too many times we are just kind of, you know, uh, I know I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? I, mm. I, the amount of times I might have said, God damn millennials or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 With their avocados and, you know, everything. But, um, you know, I, we're, we're very easy to judge. As, I mm-hmm. mean, I think it's natural. I think as humans, we kind of do that a bit. But in recruitment, we have to try and steer clear and, and fight that urge as much as possible. Yep. And it comes yep. back. It comes back to the point you made earlier about cultural fit. That you know, breaking away from that isn't the worst thing in the world. And trying to look kind of beyond that, uh, and not kind of prejudging people as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so with breaking <laughs> and, and breaking Little with traditions. Boy rolls. <laughs> yeah, breaking with traditions is uh, is very apt for my for my next movie. Um, which is definitely in the eighties, definitely Christmas, but it is a Christmas movie that um, I think was probably one of the first to kind of really mix up the Christmas movie, you know, and take it in a slightly different direction and a slightly um, uh, kind of horror almost, you know, 
horror. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street for Christmas <laughs> version. <laughs> Freddie does Christmas. No, um, <laughs> no, no, no. But close, but close. This is this is this is a story about a, about a dad who's looking for a present for his son, and he wanders into a little kind of like shop in Chinatown, and picks up this little creature uh, that you can't Aww. feed. You can't feed after midnight. You can't get wet. <laughs> Because uh, they would turn into gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> um, and uh, if you haven't watched this movie in a while, it is dark. This movie <laughs> is full on dark. It's it's really really. There is yeah. you know uh, there's there's violence. There is I mean some of the grem- some of the way that kind of the you know these gremlins are taken out. It's pretty spectacular. One gets put in a blender. One gets put in a microwave. <laughs> one point. This is the eighties. Everything worked. <laughs> Um, but it broke with traditions because it wasn't your kind of like, kind of like traditional kind of happy Christmas movie. This was, this was full on. Um, and I, and only when I watched it kind of like years later, did I, I get the, there's a story that, um, I think it's Phoebe Cates tells Mm. about why she hates Christmas because her dad got stuck in a chimney and died in the chimney while dressed as Santa. (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness i know and if you haven't if, i mean it, it was lost to me as a, chi- as a child yeah, but yeah you yeah. watch that back it is it's it's harrowing <laughs> basically it's harrowing but back to recruitment <laughs> let's wind this back back into recruitment. <laughs> are you gonna say where is phoebe cates now um i don't know we can probably google that that'd be you know yeah. um but uh it's more about breaking with tradition basically. And just because it's done one way doesn't Mm. mean it's always got to be done that way. Um, And that traditions are really meant to be broken and pushing those boundaries Mm -hmm. is a good thing. Now that's quite generic, um, but recruitment goes through phases. You know, it stays still Mm. for a very long time. Then something comes along, breaks the tradition and it moves on. We had it with the internet. We had it with job boards. We had it with kind of uh, with the social media and every time there's a kind of an iteration. Um, but if you feel that you want to kind of stick with the old traditions, you know, amount of times I've spoken to recruiters and they've told me that yeah. they wish they still had Rolodex. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. got to move at a times, you know, things change and breaking those <laughs> traditions is a good thing. Um, uh, and yeah, so that was kind of really the thought behind Gremlins is that it kind of, it, it kind of pushed the boundaries and it broke a tradition which needed breaking basically. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Um, okay, so so if anybody knows that that is actually a repeat from round one, is it? Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll did, have to. Did mm-hmm. you did you say that in the first one? Did you say Gremlins in the first yeah, one? We we we, oh, we have we're Gremlins all... twice up. I mean, uh. it's a movie. It is one that we as recruiters can learn a lot from. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, everyone. Go 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 uh, go find Gremlins on wherever else where it will be. Amazon or Netflix or Now TV or whichever subscriber <laughs> system you uh, you, you know you, you use. Um, I'm sure my reason was probably different to you also from the original. For the first yeah, time. yeah, slightly oh, completely. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so uh, movie, your final movie number four, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about some of the ones that didn't make into the list, but your final kind of actual movie. Thank God, thank God. So yeah, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, there was a lot of words in there that just didn't really kind of have, didn't make much sense at all there, basically. <laughs> exactly. So, shall I slow down? So Jim Henson's okay. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas from 1977. So that's like almost 80. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am not familiar 
with this. And I and I'm a big Jim Henson at slash Muppets kind of fan. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not her, I'm not familiar with this 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 movie. So you're gonna have to kind of bring me up to speed. Well, happy to jump on that sleigh. So yeah, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is um it's a story of a um a mom and her son. Um, they're otters. And, uh, and there is a talent show with a $50 prize. And this $50 would go a long way towards making their lives a lot easier. But what do they do? They need to, you know, the mom, she has a beautiful singing voice, but she needs a costume in order to, to get onto the stage um, in order to sing. Um, Emmett, he's in a band. It's a jug band, hence the jug mm-hmm. band Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, he needs he needs to put a hole in the wash tub in order to make a base because it's all about the base, the base, you know. Um, and anyway, this is a wonderful movie. And uh, one of my favorite songs is, of course, from the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. Um, so there is a, a great scene. And uh, so they don't go to fi- to the dentist because their toothache helps them stay mean. So yeah, there's all sorts of lessons. So again, back to the playlist. This is a wonderful playlist. I can definitely recommend uh, listening to to the songs. But the moral of the story, why are we bringing it in for recruiters is this piece to say, um, so finding your talent. So figuring out, you know, what's your dream? What are you willing to hawk? What are you willing to sell in order to make that happen? Um, what are you willing to sell or hawk to make that happen for someone you care about? Because quite often, particularly nowadays, um, we as recruiters are being asked to use our skills to help our friends out who are looking for new jobs, new positions, um, which is a great thing. So it's a piece of how are we utilizing our knowledge um, to help others. At the same time, it's a little bit of a hard um, it's a hard thing because often that's that's not the direction that we've been looking um, to do it. We're always looking for people to fit roles rather than roles to fit people. So this is that aspect of, you know, changing your lenses and looking at something out of a different point of view um, based upon what the other people need. So mm-hmm. that's that's a message that I would say us as recruiters, particularly during this time um, when people are challenged to say, how do I secure my livelihood? How can we use our skills and our talents a little bit differently to help those around us? Yeah, it's a great message, um, and I like that whole thing about the the roles for people instead of people's people's for jobs. So I think that's a great uh, that's a great message. Um, and uh, I'm not familiar with that movie or the or the soundtrack, so I'm going to have to go check that out. I'm going to have to find. I'm going to dig that out somewhere, basically. Okay, so my last one. <laughs> So I, this, I'm pretty sure this isn't an 80s movie, but it's got to be close. Uh, it's Eyes Wide Shut by oh, the late, wow. okay. great Stanley Kubrick. The Kubrick, yeah. Um, and basically, if you haven't watched it, I'm not really sure what it's about. I'm not sure anyone. I'm not really sure. I'm not, <laughs> How stable is your marriage is what it's about, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, there's the, I mean the, there, there is that. Um but there's a kind of lot of other things kind of going on in there, you know, really yeah. it's, a, it's a lot to unpack. Um, uh, and it kind of, if you haven't seen it, I mean, I, I don't know if I can even kind of suggest going to watch it, watching it because it's not the greatest of, of uh, Kubrick movies. Um, but that kind of is the point is that you can have all the ingredients. You can have the greatest actors in the world. You can have the, you know, the greatest director of all time with great screenwriters, but sometimes you just have a bad day. 
and it isn't really <laughs> what you want to get. It isn't what you expected to deliver. Um, but when you look at it as a kind of a, you look back at someone like Kubrick's kind of as a, an ensemble piece, all of his kind of body of work, it's a great body of work. There's, there's, there's masterpieces. More than, yeah. more, there's several masterpieces in there. And you can forgive eyes wide shut, basically. Uh, and the th- and the, I suppose the the what, what to take from this is that uh, you know everybody has a bad day. You know, don't beat yourself up about it. Um, we've we've ha- all had a bit of a bad year, basically, mm. in some aspect. Sure, um, yeah. You know, there are things out of your kind of control. You know, mm. uh, manage what you can manage. The rest of it, yeah. well, you don't you have no kind of control over it. Um, and so, if you want to see that embodied into a movie for for like three and a half hours if you can sit through it um and, and as well as and, like three years to film something like that yeah and then and, and, and a little bit around kind of like kind of sexual fidelity then yes. uh then check out eyes wide shut with a very weird kind of masquerade ball scene that we're kind of towards the end which is still i'm still not sure what the hell is going on um so yeah, so it, mine's good because I don't think anyone's ever going to go really going to watch that because so I could just say anything about Eyes Wide Shut because I don't think anyone's ever really going to sit <laughs> like it. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they think it's a it's like Days of Thunder, but no, it's no, not. No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. I mean, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't sit down with Granny to watch this kind of like on, on kind of over Christmas Eve or something. You know what I mean? It's not kind of one for the whole family, basically. Yeah. Um, it's so, yeah, a so different that, type of racy. It is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well done. You see, <laughs> um, so I'm just going to, sh- there's a couple of, couple of movies that I considered that didn't make it onto my list. Um, one, uh, is one of, is actually one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite Christmas movie, but I didn't want to put it on list because I found it difficult then just to kind of, to work it back to recruitment, which is Scrooged. Uh, oh, that's awesome! That's a great movie. Yeah. Good choice. Scrooge, Scrooge is, is is that is I mean, I mean anything that Bill Murray touches usually yes, turns to gold. Exactly. But um, yep. this one is is brilliant, and I always remember it. There's a, there's a there's a great scene in it where he's he's in a lift and Death, who's about kind of ten foot tall, walks into the lift and starts kind of like shuffling up next to him, and Bill Murray just goes. Back off, big guy. Might work with the chicks, but not with me. <laughs> okay, then. Um, you know, and I just thought that just kind of like the, just the ridiculousness of saying that to death was uh, was yeah. brilliant. And if anyone hasn't seen it, it's basically it's based on a, a Christmas Carol, kind of set in the set in the modern eighties era. Uh, but yeah, I I was having trouble kind of connecting that back to recruitment. Um, my my other one, which definitely isn't an eighties movie, was Bad Santa. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which uh, which I definitely couldn't relate back to a. Uh, back to back to recruitment but it's a very funny movie if you haven't watched it so uh, that's worth watching um did you have any others on your list that uh, that didn't make your final list i'm sure you, i'm sure oh, you've got absolutely. loads i'm sure you've got loads i i do i had to edit so the other so the other ones were of course christmas vacation yeah yeah so uh, john hughes movie um based on the national lampoon which was big in the 70s in the 80s so this this dad the griswolds the griswolds are they're really trying hard and the dad really wants to make like the epic christmas that will fulfill all of his dreams that he remembers fondly from his childhood um and this would totally work out if it wasn't for um family Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Is it is it Randy Quaid as his brother, basically? It's yes, kind of, very yeah. good. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Randy Quaid does a great job as his brother, and yes, and um, and his as his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so his brother-in-law is really um, and oh, and the the yuppies next door. So um, they're the best. They are the absolute best. So if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, you have to watch this just to see the interactions uh, with the family. Um, and you will see a couple of cameos. So you'll recognize someone from the Big Bang Theory um, is part of the cast. So there, it's, it's quite is that, funny. Is that um, John Galecki? Is that, is that one with John Galecki? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Very good. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the thing that where I would tie it back is, you know, this build up to big events, you know, quite often within recruiting, you know, it's, you know, we used to have these recruiting days or these recruiting fairs, or we would have, you know, this big bang in terms of our talent marketing and all this huge buildup. And then when we look at, you know, the KPIs as to what was the conversion rate, it's really, really low. So, um, and oftentimes taking that time to focus on what's really important and what do you want to um, really have as a meaningful event that connects with people and what you're trying to do. Oftentimes it's about forgetting the huge fluff around it and making sure that there's time to concentrate on, you know, what do people really need? What, what does good really look like and how do we get there? And at times forgetting that all of the, the headache and the logistics that goes into making this big boom magic that you believe you need. And oftentimes you don't. Yeah. So Christmas um, vacation. Yeah, Christmas vacation. Uh, a great message again. Yeah. Um, uh, nicely put, and uh, and again, a great, great kind of family movie, a, a genuinely good family mm-hmm. Christmas movie as well, because it's just kind of slapstick fun, basically. That's uh, you know. Um, but let's kind of just before we wrap up, we have to kind of mm. discuss one thing, which is Die Hard. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I know. I'm like, where is it? When is it coming? Like, you went through all of your movies and not once. I know. So, I mean, I suppose the the, the, the question that's on everyone's lips is: Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is the kind of you know, um, yeah. it doesn't feel very Christmassy. I don't think there's not really any real references to Christmas in the movie, apart from a Christmas party at one point, which yes, you know, and yes. and obviously, ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, or, you know, he was at Dole's airport on Christmas and, you know, got a parking mm-hmm. ticket. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it's very sunny. It's, it's obviously set in kind of L.A. So it doesn't, <laughs> it's, it doesn't feel that have the, it doesn't have the usual tropes of a Christmas movie, but, you know, neither does Gremlins, I guess. So I guess we can maybe <laughs> kind of, um, I think I feel that Die Hard 2 is more of a Christmas movie, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, much more of a kind yeah. of a Christmas feel. To it, it. Does. it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that it? Was Die Hard two the one with Samuel L. Jackson? No, that's that's Die Hard, die Hard three? three. Yeah. Oh die my god! Is am I die, getting my Die Hard you're, movies you're die like hard's wrong, mixed you know? up? I mean, there's, there's, I mean there's like there's like five of them, six of them, or something now, isn't it? I died. You know. I, no. <laughs> Apparently, they die hard. <laughs> die harder. You know. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. It's you know the clues in the title. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, like this is the family to avoid on Christmas. Oh yeah, don't go near them. Do not the, travel. Yeah, the, Do not yeah. go near them. Don't hang out with them. I mean, they're just—it's like hanging out with Liam Neeson. <laughs> Everybody gets taken basically if you hang out with Liam Neeson. You know? <laughs> well, he was also in a very good Christmas movie called Love Actually. God, I suppose someone whoa, had to mention it at some whoa. point, didn't they? Yeah, like yeah. that little like Christmas cha- chain link that I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, 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 I was desperately trying to steer clear of kind of love, actually, if I'll be honest, you know, I mean, it's, actually uh, you were, huh. yeah, actually I was, actually I was. Um, and on, you know, on that bombshell, Liz, <laughs> I think, um, I think we've done enough. I think we've, um, we've covered Christmas recruiting and whether Die Hard actually is or isn't our Christmas movie, uh, which it probably is, I don't know. Make up your mind, everybody out there. Just go watch it and figure it out for yourselves. But Liz, uh, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I hope you have a, an amazing festive season as well as you can be. Are you, are, you, are you locked down over there at the minute or? Yep, we're locked down and I am hopefully not going to be as locked down as I believe I may be locked down. So I'm crossing all my fingers and my toes. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, have a great have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Absolutely and um, maybe... You know, we said last time we would do it again. So when we do this again, we're going to have to maybe kind of take it to the next level, whatever that level might be, whether I don't know. But we'll, we'll, we'll have to do it again sometime in the new year uh, and figure out more spurious ways of connecting movies to recruitment. Um, I can probably yeah. wait. <laughs> so thank you very much, Liz. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles. Available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Just search the Marketing Rules Podcast or visit www.themarketingrules.com. To work with James or Thinking Circles, visit www.thinkincircles.com. The Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.